It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. it is a Wednesday, which is confusing to a lot of people because most people had Monday off. So this is not a Tuesday. This is a Wednesday. And the bulk of you, not everybody, but the bulk of you are going to work just a few days this week and then have Monday off again. I will with Miss Mary. So how about that wind yesterday? Before I get into all the other news that I have for you, I was chatting with Don Day of Dayweather earlier this morning. And I said, okay, is there anywhere I can go look to see what the wind gusts were for yesterday? Because that was really some storm. Now, I'll give you the good news when it comes to gusty winds and even just heavy winds up at this high of altitude. Wyoming were thousands of feet above the sea level. So when Florida gets 50-mile-an-hour winds, literally, that's a hurricane. And it'll do a lot of damage because they're down at sea level. The air is a lot heavier down there. There's more molecules moving around. And so it's going to do a lot more damage. Up here, though, in Wyoming and the surrounding states, it's thinner air by quite a bit. And so while we will get kicked around a lot, it's not going to be as bad as if the same force winds were happening at sea level. On that note, for those people around the region, there were some power blackouts. One of them, we have a story on the Wake Up Wyoming site I'll get to in just a couple of minutes. Somebody's trampoline in Casper, Wyoming, was lifted high into the air and came down on some power lines, put some power out for a while. Hang on to that thought. I'll get to it. Here's some of your gusts. Here in Wyoming, Wind River, Mountains, uh, east side, Red Canyon, South Pass, 92 miles an hour. Southeast Johnson County, 61 miles an hour. That's a Tinsdale divide. Natrona County, you're up. Let's see, Casper Airport, 75 miles an hour. Mills, 74. Barnon, 70. There was a report, which I didn't see in the official report, but Outer Drive in the Casper area, hit 90 miles an hour. And that would be, if you know Outer Drive or Wyoming Boulevard, there's a couple of areas where they put up some wind socks. And that's because the wind really does get funneled through that area. And as Don Day has explained, that's like putting your thumb on a garden hose. So as you drive that, it's a, for those who don't know, it's like a beltway, a loop that goes around the uh, southern side of Casper. If you want to get around town and get away from all the traffic, right, that's the road that you take. Well, that area has a spot in it where they put a couple of wind socks up, and there's a bit of a dip in the landscape, and it comes back up. And they warn people, heavy wind down here because it all gets concentrated through a tight area. All right. Green Mountain Rattlesnake Range had a 78-mile-an-hour gust. Muddy Gap had a 60-mile-an-hour gust. Bighorn Mountain Southeast. It's uh, Buffalo area, 66 miles an hour, and let's see, uh, oh, not bar none, but bar num, B-A-R-N-U-M, 50 miles an hour. Absorca Mountains, Sunlight Basin, 88 miles an hour. So that's 
some of the big gusts that happened yesterday as that whole wind event just kind of hung on for quite a while. I also, and I'll talk to Don Day about this as we get into, well, uh, the 745 is when he's on with me live. And it, because the area, the the wind event that we had, I noticed that it sort of rotated, if you will. The whole thing just kind of rotated around. When I first got home, the wind was blowing directly at my front door, which is facing west. And later, I noticed that my, I have sort of, a, it's a cross between a screen door and a sliding glass door combination thing. It's really interesting the way they built that. That thing was making all sorts of weird noises when it was blowing directly on the door. But then that noise stopped. And I noticed it didn't sound as intense, even though the trees were rocking just as much. Well, there's a golf course across the street from me, and I can see the flags on the second hole and another hole further out had changed direction. And they were now blowing from south to north. So that's that big weather event sort of rotating around, and the wind direction changes as it rotated through the area. Now, again, in Casper area, I would see Iady John Morning Glen, Windy in Wyoming, I'm shocked. I tell you, shocked. Yeah, but this was sort of a big deal. Even by Wyoming standards, this was kind of a big deal, windy-wise. Oh, by the way, John, since you're up, did you notice? If I don't know about your area. You let me know how the winds were in your area, okay? But where I was, it was so windy that once again, those wind turbines were not able to turn and produce electricity. I got to bring that up again. At a time when we really needed it, didn't happen. Yeah, well, because it's too windy. It, they don't turn when it's not windy enough. They don't turn when it's too windy. They don't turn when it's too hot. They don't turn when it's too cold. Okay, so talk about unreliable energy at a time when we really needed the energy once again, the wind turbines aren't providing them. At least in my area, when I looked out and around to see what was going on out there, I didn't see any wind turbines turning because it was too windy for them to turn. So what's the point of these things, if that's the case? All right. So damage done to the area at my house. Power was out for a few hours. And I knew that, oh, some somewhere, somewhere, some power lines were going to come down. In fact, power company in my area had prepared for just this event. They went down my back alley uh, about a week ago, and there were some trees that just needed to be trimmed back, and they did. They trimmed them way back, knowing that there were going to be some events like this, and chances are those branches are going to get involved with the electric, well, the, the wiring and we were going to have problems. What they can't account for, again, in the Casper area, is when somebody has a trampoline and the trampoline gets lifted high into the air and flies across the neighborhood, and that thing came down in a back alley somewhere, and it landed across some power lines on the way down. It did make it into the back alley, but it had to take out some power lines on the way down. That's one of those things where I would say to people, when you know the wind is that bad, 
How about turn that sucker upside down and put some weight on it? How about that? That's not a bad idea. You know it's that windy. I have in my neighborhood, they have garbage cans for several. Every so many houses has one garbage can. Now, it looks like a big Rubbermaid can, but they're really big and they're really heavy. Still, though, even when they're full, there's no way to keep them upright. In fact, the wind gets between the houses, and the houses where I'm at are really close together. And the wind gets between the houses. And again, finger on a garden hose, and it starts blowing really hard. And so these big, heavy trash cans that are filled with a lot of trash, again, they're not your normal size trash can. These are big round suckers, still get blown over and down the alleyway. Gillette Gus were this is John and Gillette. You know, I did not see. I tell you what, John. I'll see if I can look it up somewhere. The site that Don Day sent me showed me the peak Gus for Wyoming, and Gillette was not mentioned. But I'll go back and see if I can find a Gus for you. Six fifteen. Wake up, Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite episode? Cup Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Six eighteen is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Oh, since we're talking weather. Okay, so John from Gillette. What I got was, I just looked it up, your wind gusts. For the airport, which is where they take the official number for Gillette. Yesterday was about 51 miles an hour as your peak gust. So you didn't have the worst of it like some of the rest of the state did. But okay, uh, I-80 John asking me if I'm going to give this site. You mean the one that Don Day sent me with all of the statistics on it? All right, let me go ahead to that real quick, if that's what you're asking anyway. And waiting for it to load. Okay. The site that he sent me, oh, wow, what a long address. Okay, this is an official government website. (laughs) And the thing about official government websites is they have these long web addresses that are just stupid. But it's it's a government website. It's what you expect. So there. I just sent you the link if you wanted to go look that up yourself. Oh, and in listening, Don Day does a week or daily YouTube weather forecast, where you can look at what he's talking about. Another story I wrote for you guys this morning, because I caught him, he said it near the end, and he says he's going to talk more about it tomorrow, is there is a uh, good chance this winter of avalanche. And that's just going to keep building. And he warned people who like to go snowshoeing and skiing and, you know, uh, out there on your snowmobiles and so on. We have an avalanche risk. Now, the reason why, right away, you would get from some people, well, because climate change and... No, 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 that's not why. So first off, we've had a lot of Arctic temperatures coming our way with a lot of snow. And for those who went through some of the worst... uh, Well, I think we pretty much all did. That last really cold weather event that we had where temperatures dropped, it it was negative 30-some for most area. Some places got a little colder than that. So with the temperatures dropping like that, and remember how fast those temperatures dropped. It was within a half hour. People could go from, let's say, plus 35 to negative 15 within a half hour. 
That's flash freezing things. That's why we had so much ice out there. So there is a icy snowpack underneath, especially up in the mountains. Okay, now we've switched to more of a westerly flow, things coming off the Pacific. That is adding snow on top of it. So there's a heavy, slick pack of ice and then some light, fluffy snow on top of that. That's an avalanche risk. Now, the good news is more moisture is coming, a lot more. Bad news is, and more avalanche risk with it. Okay. Good news also, when you look at what's happening from, let's say, the Dakotas all the way over to the West Coast, California especially, they are making up for lost time. For the longest while, we have been in a drought. This gets back to that La Nina El Nino thing. No, this has nothing to do with CO2. La Nina El Nino. And what happens is the cycles of the sun. So when the sun in the, right now, of course, south of the equator, it's summertime. And so the sun right below the equator is where the sun is concentrated in that whole area on the Pacific, right below the equator, right off of South America. When that area gets really hot, the water gets really warm, it creates more moisture that flows northward from the equator and gets caught up in our system. And that's when we have really wet winters and wet springs and summers is because of that effect. But when the sun is in more of a, a quieter phase, and that has to do with the magnetic poles constantly shifting, which makes sunspots. And so when the sun goes to a quieter phase, which happens roughly about every 11 years, a solar minimum, if you will, then that area in the Pacific gets cooler in the summertime. And so not as much moisture rises into the atmosphere. And so we don't get as much moisture. So our winter times, our springs and our summers especially, we just don't get a whole lot. So we'll go through periods of drought. Now, every time since I've been in Wyoming, which is about 16 years now, since I've been in Wyoming, I've been through some drought periods. John and Gillette, I remember being up there in Gillette. And most of the lakes in the parks around Gillette were empty. Bone dry. Platte River was really low. I mean, as you head down further south and just around the region, it was really dry. And right away, we were getting predictions of, well, this is climate change. And then the weather shifted. And we went through several years where, wow, could we not get so much water out here? Because it was really wet. The lakes were full, overflowing at times. The rivers, the Platte and other such rivers, were just outside of their banks at times. We were getting a lot of snowpack. Our reservoirs were filling up. Then we went through a period of a few years of just dry. Gee, kind of sounds like a cycle, doesn't it? And it is a cycle. And it has everything to do with cycles of the sun. There are maximums and there are minimums as far as solar activity as to periods when the sun is very active and spewing a lot of radiation out and there's times when it's not. Now, what I thought was really interesting for the science geeks out there like me, I like, I like watching stuff like this. What's happening is just like Earth has a north and south pole, so does the sun. 
but our our Earth uh, South and North Pole, it will flip from time to time, but it's rare. But it does happen. Well, on the Sun, it happens much more often. All right. So, when the Sun has a stable North and South Pole, well, in relation to us. That's constantly flipping as to which side is up and which side is down. Of course, it's space, so there is no up and down, but you get the idea. As it goes through its flipping stage, it ends up having multiple poles. And all of those multiple poles during a flipping stage causes a lot of sunspots. And those sunspots, which is magnetic activity, it erupts. And those eruptions is what spews radiation out into space and heats up the entire solar system. Now, that's the solar maximum. Then the poles will settle down top and bottom again, right? And when that happens, the sun is at rest for a while, and there's not so many sunspots, which means it's not spewing as much radiation into the solar system, which means things cool down. So there's periods when not just Earth, but the entire solar system is really warm. And then there's periods when the entire solar system is really cool. Now, when I say these are roughly 11-year cycles, it's not always 11-year cycles. It mostly is, but sometimes those cycles go longer as to longer active phases, high phases. Lower phases can go long time. We had a solar minimum that lasted a really long time. And those uh, flip-flopping back and forth has everything to do with not just whether we're hotter or colder, but whether we're getting more or less rain, more or less snow. So we're now getting out of a period of a solar minimum and into a maximum period, and we're switching from the El Nino to La Nina. And as we do this, you notice there's more moisture coming in. California has been going through a serious drought until now. And that serious drought is ending as they're getting more and more, not just snow in the area. The Sierra Madres are way over, you know, what what they typically see for snowpack this time of year. They're way over that. And more is on the way. And it's not just snow in the lower lands. There's a lot of rain moving in. Now, of course, they, they're way behind as far as where they would like to be as to how high the reservoirs are, but they're making up for it big time. So if we continue, don't know, got to see what happens. If we continue through the wintertime, there's a period where the winter just kind of calms down for a while and there's not a lot of activity. It's just cold. But still, head into the springtime and things get very active again. So if things continue the way the trends are showing, while they're real, Western states, all the way to California, Washington state, are really going to make up for how much snow pack we get in the higher elevations and how much is sitting in our reservoirs, which is nothing but good news for the rest of us. Lowering fire risk, too. Now, if, if this trend continues this way, it's going to be really interesting to see what the cult of climate change has to say, because, of course, as we had as we were in a sort of a drought phase for a few years, of course, it was doom and gloom that they were preaching to us. Right. Well, what happens if we get out of a drought phase and, and go into a nice well period, several years of just 
wonderful wet weather. What do they say then? Coming up on some local news that we have to deal with after local news update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it. I-80 John and Granite Canyon. Glenn, are you saying that the largest mass on the planet, the Pacific, has an effect on the weather? <gasps> yes, I am. Imagine that. And that big ball of flame in the center of our solar system, that affects our weather, too. I know. Weird, right? Just wake up, Wendy. News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Six thirty-six. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Morning. Uh, it's a headline I just came across. Wake up, Wyoming website. Not surprised, you know. Just hate to read this. Commercial passenger plane slides off runway, Rock Springs Airport. Oh, yeah, that's an icy runway for you. Last night, commercial passenger plane out of Denver slid off the runway when it touched down Sweetwater County about 9.40 p.m. last night. Sweetwater County sheriffs received a report of the incident since a SkyWest commercial passenger plane attempted to land black ice conditions. Fifty passengers and crew aboard the plane when it happened. No injuries. That's according to the transportation officials. Snow and ice on the runway, Jurassic. Well, they explained. Yeah. No, they actually explained snow and ice drastically reduces friction. No, we all know that. But anyway, what I want to know is how it just affects their ability to break. What I want to know is how far off. Did they slide off the runway? Because to say, yes, they slid off the runway, nobody was injured. Well, did they slide off just into the what would be the grass in the summertime by a couple of feet? Or were they way the hell off and there's any damage to the airplane? Those are the details I want to know. All right, so as we go through winter weather, and there's the failure of wind and solar to provide for us what we need. And, of course, they don't want to use coal, for example, or natural gas. There is another alternative. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Ah, Hear that? That's the sound of a founding father rolling in his grave. Spinning so fast, you can actually turn one of our massive state-of-the-art turbine generators. That's a lot of energy. Free energy if we could only tap into it. Here at Founding Fathers Electric, we've found how to do just that. Each time a liberal speaks, a Founding Father spins in his grave. What difference at this point does it make? About 1.21 gigawatts of difference, Hillary. Spinning a turbine that powers America. A State of the Union address alone can keep the Northeast warm and toasty through the harshest polar vortex. One Pelosi quote. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Since Ben Franklin was one of the first to experiment with electricity, he was one of the first we plugged in. Coming online soon on the East Coast, our 600-megawatt Jefferson Generator. So close to Washington, D.C., it will be able to power most of the East Coast. Founding Fathers Electric, turning filthy liberal lies into electricity since 1933. 
as you guys were listening to this, I'm looking at what else is in the file here, and I realize it is probably a good idea for me to archive some of this stuff because it takes up place in the space in the main file, and I will never be able to use some of these bits again. So, for example, and I'll go through this a little bit more next hour, but here's one of them for you. In Franny, Wyoming, they had the problem this past election cycle of nobody wanting to run for mayor. Remember that? And so I try. This is where people wrote in candidates. And there were a couple of candidates that were brought into the uh, general election to run against each other, and neither of them wanted the job. And so I remember thinking, that's the kind of debate I want to hear. The kind of debate where the two candidates, neither of them want the job and are trying to convince you to vote for the other guy. We now go to Franny, Wyoming, where two candidates have been written in on the ballot since nobody wanted to run for mayor. Neither candidate wants the job. Both of them hope that you vote for the other guy. And now, tonight's debate. You don't want to vote for me, vote for him. I'm a, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, well, I'm horribler. You have no idea. I never mow my lawn, and I'm in violation of several city codes. Well, my restaurant is in violation of several health codes, and I don't even care. I illegally dump my trash in other people's garbage cans. Yeah, well, I walk my dog without a leash and don't pick up his poop. Do you think... He's bad for doing that. I've been stealing money out of the city's petty cash. Hell, I've been embezzling for years. I've been trying to sleep with all your wives. Nailed a few, too. Nah, I've been chasing all your daughters. I kick puppies. Don't you wish all political debates were like this? I'm looking at one more that I have over here. Remember, there was a, at the very early stages, the race for... Secretary of State of Wyoming, and it was only, was it, no, it wasn't Secretary of State. It was a race for a House of Representatives, U.S. House of Representatives, and the only two candidates running against Liz Cheney were Anthony Bouchard and Chuck Gray. And so I wrote a bit where the two of them were supposed to fight it out. I'll save that. We'll do this next hour. I suddenly notice I have some things I need to archive here, so we're going to go through them. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. This weather update. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Time to 648 is Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, did you go through a power outage yesterday? No, I didn't even know that they had one. Okay. That depends on what part of town you're on. And part of the reason for the power outage in our neck of the woods anyway was because all that wind, somebody's backyard trampoline was launched into the air. Yeah, well, no, I didn't know from yeah. yesterday that we were going to have winds. At well, 80 did miles you? an hour. Oh, okay. Did, did I hear anything about that? Uh, well, you would have had to have been paying attention to the weather rather than sports. Sure. Yeah. I've tried to pay attention to the weather. Oh, Nobody okay. said 85, 90 mile an hour to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. From, well, for anyone. Did, uh, where did that all go? I, I don't know. I, I, so the trampoline goes, well, I, I yeah, think the, I'm good today. Yeah. Well, see, now I would have, if I even if I just saw the wind picking up, if I hadn't heard about it, and I had a trampoline, or in other words, a child's bone-breaking death trap, I would have turned it upside down and put some weights on it. 
Right. Rather than having it flying all over the place. And it landed in a back alley somewhere. Oh, it only went five feet. Oh, it went farther than that. Uh, and, and when it landed in a back alley somewhere, it came down on some power lines. Did it? On the way down. That's what put some of the power out for that part. Okay. Yeah. Then. Okay. Now, some around, let's see, around the state here. Uh, we're going to go to Wind River Mountains, Red Canyon area in South Pass, 92 miles an hour. Okay. That's with the gust, not sustained winds. Right. Let's see. Now, Trona County. Now, at the airport, they said 75 miles an hour. But you know, on Outer Drive, there's that area where they have the two wind socks yeah. that dip in there. That was, uh, I heard, they hit about 91. But you can imagine why. The wind has to get you know, pushed right through a tight that area. Right that funnel right there. Yep. Yeah, okay. Green Mountains, Rattlesnake Range, 78 miles an hour. And let me see. Absorca Mountains, 88 miles an hour. Those are the extreme wind gusts that we went through yesterday. So, okay. That's all past us anyway. You, you know, the, the trampoline probably could have been, you know, anchored itself down had it known yes. that 80-mile-an-hour winds were coming. Sure. There are certain things. Nobody knew 80-mile-an-hour winds were coming. Do you live, I guess you probably don't, I have those big trash cans in the backyard, the big well, rubber ones, the, the massive ones. What, what one was not exactly upright? They, yes. They, it doesn't matter how full of garbage they are. And those things can get really heavy. Does not mean a thing. No. It'll all get blown down. So there was a time I used to go back, especially when you have zero property lines and the wind gets between the houses. <laughs> yeah. I just wait till the storm's over. Then I'll go out there and deal with it. Until then, I just, you know, never mind. There's nothing I can do. It's all good. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys will open up Mountain West Conference play on the road tonight at Fresno State. The Pokes are 5-7 and seven in the non-conference portion of their schedule. And so far, this team has been beset by injuries and really poor play. Cowboys are ranked 218th in the college basketball NET rankings, which doesn't impress anybody. The good news for UW is that they're playing a Fresno, a Fresno State team. That's not very good either. That's a 9 p.m. start tonight from Fresno. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team on the road at the Nevada Las Vegas tomorrow to start Mountain West Conference play. Cowgirls are 7-4 and four in the non-conference portion of their schedule. They're coming off a really nice win over Wichita State on the road. We have 7.30 start tomorrow from Vegas. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos trying to pick up the pieces of a shattered season at 4-11, and 11, following an embarrassing 51-14 loss to the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. So after that, they fired their rookie head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who was in way over his head, and also fired two assistant coaches. While there's blame for this train wreck on multiple levels, the vast majority of criticism has been leveled at quarterback Russell Wilson, who has been flat out awful this year. Broncos have the worst offense in the league, and he threw three interceptions in that game on Sunday against the Rams, and obviously he knows he has to do better. The bottom line is is that um, I let us down, and it can't happen, and uh, you know, it's, been, it's been disappointing. You know, we've had some really good moments this year. We've had some really bad moments. We've had some in between, and uh, we got to create consistency. You know, and that's the biggest thing that we're missing right now is that consistency. We've had um, some good, like I said, you know, the last time we were out, we, you know, um, you know, we were able to, you know, come back against the Chiefs and. There's, Wilson has just 12 TD passes this year, and he's been sacked a bunch. No wonder the team fired their offensive line coach. Bronco Brass says that Wilson is still cap- capable, but the team also gave up two first-round draft picks for this guy and two second-round draft picks and signed him to a $245 million contract extension. The guy really under the gun now is general manager George Payton, who hired Hackett, who was a complete bust, and signed Wilson, who was a complete bust. So the next coaching hire better be on the mark, or he'll be out the door. Broncos play Kansas City this week. 
Good luck with that one. And in college football, the Wyoming Cowboys getting ready to play in the Arizona Bowl on Friday afternoon in Tucson, taking on Ohio University. Bobcats committed 9-4. They were 7-1 in MAC play this year. UW 7-5 overall. They went 5-3 in Mountain West play. Pokes are a point-and-a-half underdogs. It's a 2.30 start on Friday from Tucson, and we'll have it for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. That's it in sports. I just sent Miss Mary this great video. Mary, it's on your Facebook Messenger. There's some people who own a Bernese Mountain Dog. These things are meant to be in extreme cold weather. And during all of what we've been through here with all of the cold and the snow, they're trying to bring the dog inside. Okay. And the dog is just going, no, this is great. <laughs> it's hot inside. What are you talking about? Don't fight, don't fight, don't fight with the dog. Yeah, the, the dog convinced the humans, bring my food outside. <laughs> really? See, there's a whole video on this. The dog is just like, nope, finally just got the weather the way I like it. And you guys can just stay in your hothouse. That's fantastic. All right, thank you, Frank, coming up on, well, the dog's built for it, for Pete's sakes. Coming up on some local business we need to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. Weather forecast. And I suddenly realize I have all sorts of funny bits that I created for you guys in 2022 that I can't play in 2023. We'll review them as I archive. Coming up next, Wake Up My Own. I never write... Sixth of time. It's wake up my own. My name is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. We'll get into open phones and all of that in just a bit. Right now, there's a few things I wanted to clear out. One, I realized just in the last half hour that there's something I do every single year. There are certain things that I put in archive because I create all sorts of interesting, funny bits I write in-house and play for you guys. But some of them are time-sensitive. Now, here's one that I'm going to play first that's not time-sensitive. But during 2022, we had to amend it. First off, I wrote a disclaimer for the program. And in the disclaimer, I said, I don't hang up on anybody, except for one guy from San Francisco. His name is Dave. Now, Dave hasn't called us in a little while, but the only reason I hang up on him is not because he disagrees with me, because he's an obnoxious jerk. He likes to call from San Francisco and tell us here in Wyoming why we're doing everything wrong when we're certainly in better shape than they are, but okay. So I added to the end of it, realizing that I could be offending all Daves out there. A lot of people call this program named Dave. I don't mean them. So this one was written in 2022, and then we added recently a little tagline to the end of it. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so that is not getting archived. We'll continue to use that. I did mention to Miss Mary this morning I wanted to do an updated 
disclaimer, because every day I always give you some open phones, and I want to have a disclaimer for the open phone segment, because we never know what we're going to get into. So that I'll write later this afternoon. Now, I'm going to play, for those who did hear this last half hour, I'm going to play this one again. I realize there's at least a few that I found, bits that I wrote in 2022, and we produced right here in-house. And then I realized, hang on, I can't really play these anymore without an explanation because they're time sensitive. So first off, there's this one about Franny, Wyoming. I explained this last half hour. This is the city in Wyoming. It's a very small town, it's very small. And nobody wanted to be mayor this time. So when it came to the election cycle, first off, the primaries, nobody was on the ballot for mayor. So people just wrote in some names. And we ended, they ended up with two guys in the race for mayor in the general election, two guys that neither of them wanted to be mayor. So I wanted to know, what would that sound like to have a debate between two candidates, neither of which want the job? And they're trying to convince you, please don't vote for me, vote for the other guy. We now go to Franny, Wyoming, where two candidates have been written in on the ballot since nobody wanted to run for mayor. Neither candidate wants the job. Both of them hope that you vote for the other guy. And now, tonight's debate. You don't want to vote for me, vote for him. I'm a, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, well, I'm horribler. You have no idea. I never mow my lawn, and I'm in violation of several city codes. Well, my restaurant is in violation of several health codes, and I don't even care. I illegally dump my trash in other people's garbage cans. Yeah, well, I walk my dog without a leash and don't pick up his poop. Do you think he's bad for doing that. I've been stealing money out of the city's petty cash. Hell, I've been embezzling for years. I've been trying to sleep with all your wives. Nailed a few, too. Nah, I've been chasing all your daughters. I kick puppies. Don't you wish all political debates were like this? Actually, yeah. But what ended up happening in Franny, Wyoming is finally somebody stepped up and said, I'll, I'll run for mayor. I'll be mayor. And that's who ended up with the job. All right. The next one was, since we were trying to, oh, wait a second now, I got to make sure. I, I don't think I can completely archive this yet, but I got to have the head explosion one every time I mention Liz Cheney. <laughs> now, that was not my opinion of Liz Cheney. That was your reaction. Every time I mentioned her name, people would start uh, screaming, heads exploding, and so, whenever I mentioned her name, Cheney. So, that stays active just in case she does something else, but we're done with her. In the meantime, when she first voted to impeach Trump and then said she was going to get with the January 6th committee, right away, Wyoming State Senator Anthony Bouchard stepped up and said, I will run. For that office. And he encouraged everybody else, don't get it. We don't need a whole lot of candidates here in the race. That increases the possibility that Liz might win. Well, that didn't help. A lot of people did jump in. But first, though, it was just one other guy. It was Anthony Bouchard versus Chuck Gray. And by the way, Anthony Bouchard did not do well 
at all during the primary. Uh, Chuck Gray is now our Secretary of State. He he dropped out of that race and ended up running for Secretary of State as well. But when just the two of them were going against Liz Cheney, I thought probably the best way to settle it is just to put the two of them in a boxing ring and let them duke it out. Coming to a saloon somewhere in the state of Wyoming is the fight for the right. It's two candidates facing off against Liz Cheney, but only one can face her, or they might split the vote. Chuck the Gorilla Gray versus Anthony the Bomber Bouchard in an old western bare-knuckle brawl. Blood will splatter. Teeth will fly. Somebody might just get spanked and cry. Money raised for this pay-per-view event will go to the last candidate standing so they alone can take on Liz Cheney in the primary brawl of the century. Watch your local listings for showtime. I was really hoping it would just be the two candidates and all sorts of other people jumped into the race and uh, that I only got to play that bit a couple of times on the air, and then it was obsolete already in 2022. So that goes into the 2022 archives. That really is, I just can't play that anymore. Now, I did find one that actually goes back farther than that. We have to go back to the COVID era. So I got a couple of COVID things from back in 2020, even, that I think, no, I should archive those too. I'll play those for you upcoming. That's next. And also the invasion of Ukraine. I have one for that as well. So this is just some of the things I'm clearing out, playing one last time and putting them in the archives and only pulling them out maybe sometime in the future if for some reason the topic comes up again and it becomes relevant. Coming up on 715, Wake Up Wyoming. Some lie letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Seven twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I'm just going through some things that I need to archive in my folders. I actually keep on my computer screen in front of me just a bunch of folders with a lot of the funny bits we play in-house. And I'm looking at some of these thinking, yeah, I really need to put this away in a file because it's obsolete now. Can't play it anymore. Unless a topic comes up or we review an old topic where I can bring it. So I'll save it. Other than that, I just, I, I really can't play these. It's not relevant anymore. So one of them goes all the way back to the beginning of the COVID Era, So I made a special COVID file for that. This one I titled Muffles, Muffles COVID Mask. And I think John and Gillette suggested this spot, and I wrote it. Having trouble understanding people through their masks? I'm sorry, what? I, I, don't, I just, I don't understand. Yes, living through the COVID era has caused a lot of communication problems, sometimes with tragic results. I, I don't understand. Why did you hit me? But this not need to be a problem anymore. Not with Muffled, the new COVID mask translator. Oh, no, you don't need to take any language course. Just download the app. And now you can understand what the lady at the grocery store register is actually saying to you. <laughs> or about you. Yes, perfect for those social gatherings. <laughs> those business meetings. <laughs> those romantic encounters. Much like buying a new hearing aid, Muffles clears up what people are actually saying behind those masks so conversations can make sense again. Muffles, the mask translator, now with a new plexiglass filtration system. 
Okay, so that goes into the COVID archive. And then there was this one. I particularly like this one. We were all supposed to, at the beginning of COVID, 2020, social distance. That's what we were told like time and time again. You need to socially distance. Well, that's what Wyoming was founded on, and we're still doing it to this day. And so I brought forward the spokesperson for the Wyoming Social Distancing Association. Welcome to the Social Distancing Association of Wyoming. We've been doing this for over a hundred years. You probably haven't heard of us because we don't get together that often. Hell, we don't even have any meetings. Yeah, that's right, we were social distancing before it was a thing. Now everybody's doing it. Now I'd like to introduce you to Pete. Pete's my imaginary friend and the spokesperson for the Wyoming Social Distancing Association. Pete, if you would, please. Wow, that's some inspiring words, Pete. So come join us today. The Wyoming Social Distancing Association. Just do it somewhere else. Not here. We don't want you around here. Go away. This has been a special message to help the fight of coronavirus from the Wyoming... What the hell are you doing here? Get off my property. That all goes into the COVID file, which I'll go ahead and put over here. There we go. Okay. Now, uh, one more thing. I cancel that. This is, see, Wyoming Social Distancing Associated. Good. Okay. Now, uh, this next one here had to do with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And I'm with a lot of you folks on this one. Russia recently, that well, Putin has been saying, we need to sit down and negotiate peace with these people, a peaceful resolution. The peaceful resolution is very simple. Just leave. If Russia picks up everything and just leaves. There, we have a peaceful resolution. But okay, when they first invaded, when Russia first invaded, I was thinking what a lot of you were thinking. Russia, the big bad bear. This whole thing, is the, the invasion of Ukraine is going to be over with in just a few days. They'll go ahead and put a bow on it within a week. There's no way Ukraine can stand up to this. And they show up with their mighty T2, T20, whatever tanks out there. And it just did not go the way they thought it was going to go. They're still fighting this thing. They haven't, they've lost, Russia has lost a lot of territory, not made many gains at all within the past year. So... Here's a special bit about hunting the Russian T-tank. This is a Russian tank. Like the Pacific salmon, Russian tanks migrate long distances from the abyss of Russia to end their lives in Ukraine's beautiful fields. Driven by an evolutionary desire to end their life somewhere better, after reaching Ukraine, all species of Russian tank die. The 2022 run was a major event for predators, such as Ukrainian SOF teams, TB2 Bayraktars, and local farmers on tractors. Most tank species pop their turrets to celebrate the end of their life cycles. Now, I like that bit about popping their turret to celebrate the end of their life cycles over there. So, okay. There's that one. Uh, car crash Monday. No, I can keep those. 
trichoderm. Okay, CNN breaking. I'm just looking for anything else here that I might have to put in the archives because this is just um, not relevant anymore. Dollar store song. That was a good one, but that could still be relevant. Dressing for cold. There's uh, everything is racist. Okay. Founding Fathers Electric and G Harmony, things like that just stand forever. They just go on and on. And there's no way that, they, well, there's quite a few uh, bits here that I wrote that will just stand the test of time. They, they don't need to ever be archived, they're just always funny. <laughs> and then there's other ones that I look at. And oh, here's one. This goes back to when the producer was the Lady Alex. And she had to learn the control board for the first time. I should archive this. I am Groot. Uh-huh. I am Groot. That's right. I am Groot. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone! Try again! I am Groot. Mm-hmm. I am Groot. Uh-huh. I am Groot. No! That's exactly what you just said! How is that even possible? Which button is the button you're supposed to push? Point to it! No! Gee, I think I went through the same thing when uh, Miss Mary took over as producer of the program, and she had to learn all of the buttons on the board. And so I, th I think that's probably about accurate, right, Mary? Yeah, okay. Let's see. Uh, Manstro oh, this one. Do I have the time to play this? This goes actually quite a few years back. When they first implemented the TSA at the airport to the extent that we have it today, and somebody decided rather than going through all the hassle of the TSA, they would just strip at the airport. I wrote this bit and then it happened in real life. That's what gets me. This bit is, geez, it's got to be about 13 or so years old when I put this one out. But okay, I wrote it. Then it actually happened. A man just standing there naked in front of the TSA going, Sir, would you please step forward and stand on the line? Have I done something wrong? Standard TSA airport screening, sir. I need to pat you down. Oh, really? Uh, yes, if you'll just hold still. Sorry, I'm I'm just so excited. Do, do you do this often? Uh, yes, sir. Hundreds of times a day. Do you? Sounds exciting. <coughs> oh, s sir, please stand still and, and, and stop touching yourself like that. People are looking. Oh, I'm sure they are. Sir, we just need to get this over with. Why the rush? Go sir. on, pat me, pat me. Stop breathing so hard. Whoa. Sir, would you put your shirt back on? Whoa. Okay, look, just, just, just yeah, move along. J just move along, okay? Right. Are we done? Yeah, yeah, we're done. Call me. You ready for the next one, Frank? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Ooh, ooh, I'm next. Pat me down now, you big sexy beast. Yeah, that's oh, an old God. bit that I wrote a long time ago, and I just, I should put it in the archives, but I never did. All right. I think that's pretty much everything archived for 2022. I think we got it. Get back to the normal news and stuff. Oh, there's DJ. 2022, when Glenn canceled himself. <laughs> Not just the ones that have become obsolete, DJ. Local news, weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming.
the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.36 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Haven't done anything on Twitter in a little while, so I, I got an update for you on that. As always, with the two Twitter songs, I don't know which one to pick, so... You'll know one if you're not on Twitter. And if you aren't there already, you've missed it. If you haven't been bookmarked, retweeted, and blocked, you might as well not have existed. You might as well not have existed. That's the first one. The second one that I have makes no sense whatsoever, but I like it even more, probably because of that. So Elon Musk was on a podcast, and he was asked about all of the conspiracy theorists before he took over. Because there were a lot of people who were using Twitter or had used it. I'm being shadow banned. My posts are being de-emphasized. I was blocked for expressing a different opinion. And a lot of it had to do with COVID and other things that uh, climate change, things like that. So if you had a different opinion, didn't matter if it was based on fact or not. And then when facts did come along, like the whole Hunter Biden laptop story, stuff like that. Twitter working with the Biden administration and other Democrats as well to try to hide all of that. That and more were the conspiracy theorists. So here's Elon Musk. Now that he's in charge there, now that he owns the place, and he's going through the files and just dumping them out there on Twitter for everybody to see what was really going on behind the scenes. He has the files now. He has the internal emails the internal tweets. So we can see now exactly what was going on. Here's what Elon had to say. I mean, to be totally frank, um, almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, if, is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, so far, they've all turned out to be true. And if not, uh, more true than people thought. Okay, so that's... Uh, Wow, the people who were running Twitter at the time and the news media in the Biden administration. We have audio of people in the Biden administration, including the White House spokeswoman and so on. No, we're not involved with Twitter. We're not telling them what to do. We're not coordinating with Twitter and so on. Yes, they were. All turned out to be lies. In fact, to say it again. I mean, to be totally frank, um, Almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. <laughs> so, <laughs> like if, is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, so far, they've all turned out to be true. And if not, uh, more true than people thought. Okay, so if not more true than people thought. All right. I don't know how the people who were running Twitter before recover from something like this. Also, it all it needs to be. It isn't, but it needs to be major news among news outlets who were playing along. And I would like to hear if, if there's ever going to be a congressional investigation about something. How about this? And I remember that there were members of Congress, Republicans, asking Twitter CEOs, executives at the time, if they're doing anything like they've been accused of doing, like these conspiracy theories. And they were saying at the time, well, absolutely not. You working with the FBI? You working with the Biden administration? No, please. We don't de-emphasize tweets. We don't shadow ban people. It turned out to 
all be true. Twitter is a lot like crystal meth because it's really fun to do and Oprah's on it. See, that's the one I have no idea what that's supposed to mean, but it's just funny. Anyway, then there's those people. I haven't gotten back on Twitter yet, but if I did... I would go ahead and just pay for that blue check mark so you guys out there would know this is actually me, the, the real Glenn Woods. Celebrities out there hate it. Hi, I'm Farrah McGrendelson. Will you be an angel for a helpless lib? Every day, innocent libs are ratioed, flamed, and even neglected. For just $8 a month, you can sponsor a liberal, providing them with a blue check, and more importantly, with hope. That's about the cost of one white chocolate low-whip almond milk latte light froth or one gallon of gas. Call now. Your donation will provide identity verification, all the benefits of Twitter Blue, and a newfound sense of self-worth to a poor needy lib. Plus, you'll receive a photo and regular updates from your sponsored lib. Everyone knows the only people worth listening to are blue checks. Don't let a lib become an absolute waste of a human being. Browse our database of needy libs today. Please act now, because due to inflation, $8 will soon be worth $4. And then you'll have to pay $16. Right now, there's a lib who's in need, and you can help. Don't wait. Every minute, more libs fade into obscurity. And even though they're definitively rich enough to pay for themselves, their liberal worldview dictates that you should be the one to shoulder the burden. It's the compassionate thing to do. I want it. I want it. It's okay. Elon Musk can't get you here. You're going to stay verified. Look at what you're doing to her, Elon. 7.42, wake up, Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite episode on the air? Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Now, sometimes when Don Day is doing his forecast on your local radio station, you have to pay attention to the important details, like the detail of the backdoor trampoline uh, flying high across the neighborhood and landing in the back alley, taking out the power for several hours. That was in his forecast, if you were listening, right, Don? Yes, a low-flying yeah. trampoline yes. warning. <clears throat> exactly right. Yeah, that, that was quite a storm yesterday we had there across Wyoming. Yeah, we had a strong Pacific cold front, strong jet stream winds. And as we talk about all the time, especially for central Wyoming, uh, when ahead of a cold front, you're going to have a very strong southwest wind flow. And that cuts through the mountain gaps uh, and that accelerates the wind. And the, the central Wyoming counties in particular yesterday hit the hardest. Okay, so now are we done with all of that extreme wind? We're back to the normal annoying wind? Annoying wind is a good way to describe okay, it. Yeah, we we don't have any high wind warnings or watches in effect, but we're still going to be looking at winds gusting into the 40s at times today, but not as bad as it was yesterday. Okay. Now, I still don't see until maybe we get into New Year's Day or maybe the day, you know, New Year's Eve even, any chance of really any wet weather, just a lot of blowing cold. That is true for the low elevations, but not okay. the high country. Oh, I so gotcha. okay. the, the high country is going to continue to have off and on snow um, through the course of the day today into tomorrow. But for today and, and a good part of Thursday, lower elevations will just be windy and a little bit colder. 
and not a lot going on to your point, but but if you're going to be trying to get over a mountain pass, well, like South Pass is closed this morning right. because of snow. So you're, you're still going to run into some weather. As we get into Friday night and Saturday, we will start to see some snow showers reaching the low elevations, especially of the west. And then you mentioned New Year's Day. As we get into Saturday night, New Year's Eve night, into Sunday and Monday, uh, one of these Pacific waves will come through, but it's a bit a bit of a bigger one. And so we are needing to watch out for the potential for some snow uh, across especially central and southern Wyoming in that Saturday night, Sunday, Monday time frame. Right. And I do think it's going to be enough of a system that it's going to cover a lot of the west and get onto the plains. Right. So that's going to be a, a travel concern in that Sunday, Monday time frame. But it sounds like that's far enough out that you're still building the forecast. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's far enough out. We, we don't know the exact path or track, but it's a pattern we've recognized before because we talk about how weather patterns repeat. You see something similar happen again and again over time. We've seen this pattern before, and it's usually a pattern that gives you a fair amount of confidence that uh, parts of Wyoming will have accumulating snow Sunday, Monday. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day with Yeah, that was really a blowing storm yesterday all right off we go to the icebox frank gambino waiting by with sports i i've been going through the archives for 2022 and even some years before that frank and, what and did i you came to ac- discover i came across one of your favorite stories of actually a couple of years ago okay so i'm gonna go ahead and put it to bed i know we're repeating ourselves but i remember your reaction to the story because it, it hits every bullet point that frank gambino loves okay pig Steals 18 beers from campers. Oh. Gets drunk. Yes. Starts a fight with a cow. Yes. <laughs> that, just, is, just, that is farm animals at its best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did, is there anything that we missed on that one? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. You know, unless any of those farm animals ended up being dinner. Yeah. Okay. Or lunch. Let's see. Uh, drank 18 cans of 18 beer. 18 cans. Wow. And then when he got done, under a tree, there was a mud puddle, and he just went over and passed out. You know, most humans do that, too, but yeah. not as gracefully as the pig no, after No, not really. 18. No, no. In fact, and in any other condition, it would have been, let's say, some human at some bar somewhere, and the bouncers would have thrown him out. Yeah. Yeah. However... Yeah. No, he's got extra weight mass. Where sure. really, eighteen beers is nothing to him. Not, not really. Not a whole lot. I wonder no. if that'll make the pork taste better or the bacon. Well, you know, it's basted. You know, sure. It's got, yeah. Got, you in, know, in you, like you, a, you cook brats and beer. Sure, Why can't like, you do yeah. that? Yeah. Is, does that make it a beer batter thing? Absolutely. I don't know. And I wonder, as he got totally wasted, what exactly was his no well pun intended beef with the cow? I don't know. I yeah. mean, the cow wanted, probably wanted some of the beer, too. Uh, something like that. But at some point, uh, the pig decided that he had had about enough of that cow and went over there and just picked a fight with him. Wow. Uh, I didn't know the farm was was that uh, I had no idea. Now, who left 18 beers out for That's the pig That's another good question. That's a huge question there, yeah. Did somebody intentionally leave the beer out, or did they not imagine that the pig would go over and get into the beer? You know what? Maybe the yeah. beer was the, the the pig was yeah. lured in into a sordid relationship with yeah. lager. I had a friend of mine whose dog used to break into the beer cooler now and then and get drunk. <laughs> and every so often, I would go over to visit and decide not a good time to visit because I would find both the human and the dog out on the back patio. They're both drunk. 
All right. Men's college basketball. The Wyoming Cowboys will open up Mountain West Conference play on the road tonight at Fresno State. Pokes are 5-7 and seven in non-conference play so far, and this team has been beset by injuries and really some poor play at times. Cowboys are ranked 218th in the college basketball NET rankings, and that doesn't impress anybody. The good news for UW is that they're playing a Fresno team that isn't very good either. That's a 9 p.m. start tonight from Fresno. We'll have it for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team. They'll be on the road at Nevada, Las Vegas tomorrow to start Mountain West play. The Cowgirls 7-4 and four in the non-conference portion of their schedule. And, really coming, and coming off a really nice win over Wichita State on the road. That is a 7.30 start tomorrow from Vegas. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos trying to pick up the pieces of a shattered season of 4-11 and 11 following an embarrassing 51-14 loss to the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. After that, they fired their rookie head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who was in way over his head, and also fired two assistant coaches. While there's blame for this train wreck on multiple levels, the vast majority of criticism has been leveled at quarterback Russell Wilson, who has been flat-out terrible this year. Broncos have the worst offense in the league. He threw three interceptions in that Rams game on Sunday, and he knows he has to do better, and he knows to do better now. You know, I think we're all frustrated because um, we, we feel like we can be better. We feel like we're more cap- we're capable of being better. We feel like we've had, um, you know, some, some, some good moments and all that. But, you know, nobody wants to put out what we put out today. That was, that was terrible, you know, and that was, that was not us. That was not very good. And so I think the biggest thing is, is, is I think that you could see throughout the game, you know, even that, the drive we scored on, you know, guys didn't give up. You know, they didn't give in, even though we were getting our butts kicked. No, but but that was was you guys incomplete. Wilson has just 12 TD passes this year. He's been sacked a ton of times. No wonder the team fired their offensive line coach. Bronco Brass says that Wilson is still capable, but the team, remember, gave up two first-round draft picks for this guy and two second-round draft picks and signed him to a $245 million contract extension. The guy really under the gun now is general manager George Payton, who hired Hackett, who was a complete bust, and signed Wilson, who has been a complete bust. His next coaching hire better be on the mark or he'll be out the door. Broncos play Kansas City this week, and good luck with that one. College football the Wyoming Cowboys getting ready to play air in the Arizona Bowl on Friday afternoon in Tucson. The folks will beat Ohio University in that game. Bobcats committed nine and four overall. They're seven and they went seven and one in MAC play. UW seven and five overall, five and three in Mountain West play. The folks are a point and a half underdogs in the game. Two thirty start on Friday from Tucson. We'll have that for you on K two Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. Here's a thought for sports teams. I know they'll never listen to me, but. Okay, I will hire you at uh, $2 million a year. Okay. But if you can live up to our expectations, we'll pay $100 million. Uh-huh. It's, uh-huh. it's called a bonuses. Uh, yes. Incentive-based yeah. bonuses. You don't start with a mega salary. And then work your way down? No, you work your way up to it. You can get that salary if you can perform like we think you can. That would make sense to yeah, me. Okay, but far be it for these people to make sense. Oh, I know. All right. I know. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of rolling into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Open phones, 888 woods Wake up, Wyoming. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday. Wind is not as bad as yesterday. Some areas got pummeled. If you want to see the numbers, see if you're listed in the area for extreme gusty winds, 
There's a post on the Wake Up Wyoming website, and if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, it's already there. If you get the Wake Up Wyoming app alerts, fine. You can go ahead and get involved in the conversation. It's open phones right now. So 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. I'll just kind of roll with it. Or use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Hit the chat button. Drop me a text message. I answer those while I'm on the air. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Again, 888 was the phone number. Real quick, I heard something just before uh, I came out of news and in, back into the program here. Something I told you guys about yesterday. I just wanted to bring it up again real quick because I just heard it mentioned. And then we'll get back to the other stuff I have lined up for you. Let's real quick go to California. Wish we all California, California people are leaving, and I mean in record numbers. In fact, this, the population of Wyoming has left California in the past two years. Other places, New York. Primary reasons, well, cost of living, and of course the bureaucracy there, heavy-handed government, taxation, things like that. People are packing up and leaving. Just mentioning that again because it was mentioned news top of the hour that I, not necessarily that you listen to, but that I listen to when we get to the top of the hour. So think about that. Past couple of years, California has lost basically the population of Wyoming. In just two years' time. Back to the regular news. 8.09 is the time here. So many states, California, one of them, have welfare and benefits that pay more than meeting income. Yeah, I've been asking for a while with a lot of other people. The unemployment rate really is not at a historic low. This is very much like the unemployment rate during the Obama years. They kept telling us, historically low unemployment rate. No, it's not. When you include the workforce participation rate, which you have to include, then what is actually the unemployment rate? How many people are finding ways to not participate in the economy? All right, labor force participation rate was 62.1% last month. Notably lower than the 63.4% mark, but a lot of people just not showing up. Where are they? There are numerous reasons that unemployed Americans, as Sorry said, aren't entering the workforce, including ongoing fears of COVID-19 and disabilities such as long COVID and other, well, things, that, whatever they can think of, right? One factor that is contributing to the relatively low workforce participation rate is the combination of unemployment benefits and recently expanded 
what they call Affordable Care Act. I call it the Unaffordable Care Act. There's subsidies that come out of that, according to a new study by the Nonprofit Committee for to Unleash Prosperity. In 14 states, unemployment benefits and the well, the Unaffordable Care Act subsidies for families with four, two to four people not working, amounts to about eighty thousand dollars a year. Now, if you can just sit at home and get about $80,000 a year, then what's the purpose of going to work? This is why I've said many times before, if you really want to get America back to work, Americans and America back to work and get a real unemployment number that's low, because this one, the unemployment rate is not low like they say, that's fake. Then you want to just cut this garbage off and tell people, if you want to make it, you got to get out there. Amount of money a family required to get varies wildly from state to state, the story says, but annual income of 80000 will allow a family of four to make ends meet in many areas. As noted, 14 states are doing that much. Washington, Massachusetts, New Jersey. Those benefits are adding up to about $100,000 a year. Then again, when you look at it and think $100,000 a year, where you live here out west, it's not as expensive to live. So your money goes a lot farther. But in some place like Massachusetts and New York and New Jersey and California, $100,000 a year is squeaking by. So, okay, now look at the median household income in those states, and it's right about there, both in Jersey and Massachusetts. Yeah, people who are making the median household income, if they just stayed home and lived off of the government dole like this, they're making about what the median household income is. Maybe a touch more, just a tad more. So what's the point of going out and getting work? And that's not productive. There's no production in that, which is a drain on the economy. The story says those families have a choice of going back to the full-time jobs or staying home, playing Call of Duty, while bringing in ten dollars to $20,000 more per year than they would be if they were actually working. Obviously, a significant number of people have chosen option B, stay home, play Call of Duty, and bring in more than they could bring in if they were actually working. So when you find yourself in a position, whether you can rely on welfare, the government dole, or any other form of government benefit, the system is supposed to give you enough money to get by so you don't fall through the cracks. It's not designed to provide you with more money than if you had entered the workforce. The story says this is an ancient debate in our country, and it comes up whenever the discussion of social services program arise. America has long attempted to be a compassionate nation when the government will, where the government will take care of anyone who can't take care of themselves. But the analogy of society being like a cart with people pulling. I've used this myself. So I just imagine you've got, let's say, 20 people pulling a big cart. And there's one person who, for whatever reason, uh, they have some physical problem. Maybe they're just old. And so we put them in the cart, and nine, 18 people will now pull the cart, and that one person's back there because they're not able to pull the cart anymore. And more and more people start finding excuses to get back in the back and pull the cart. Eventually, we wind up with maybe eight people pulling the cart and 11 people inside the cart. It's getting harder to pull that cart, and the cart's moving a whole lot slower. 
And when we get to a big hill, we're not going to be able to climb it. God forbid we should have to go down the hill. How are we going to break? Oh, but wait, two more people want to climb into the back and just coast. That's where our economy is going at this point. Story says, unfortunately, there's almost nobody in Washington who would raise their hand and say that perhaps we went a bit overboard with those benefits. They will immediately be branded, uh, primarily Democrats, as heartless oligarchs who want to crush impoverished peasants. And that's a great way to lose the next election. Meanwhile... Some of those impoverished peasants are raising up the Call of Duty leadership board. That's why if you do play Call of Duty and you're having such a hard time staying ahead and winning the game, it's because there's all these people who should have jobs, but they don't. Instead, they're at home practicing while you're working. 815, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hey, 20 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the phones. 888-97-Woods, the phone number, by the way. Judy wants to talk to us, well, about a whole list of things, it looks like. Teton County Zoning. Morning, Judy. Yeah, Teton Zoning up there. It looks like uh, all that work that's coming out of Colorado to tell us what to do with our land use plans is run afoul uh-huh. uh, with their Board of County Commissioners want to stop somebody from building um, I guess it's an 810 unit uh, storage facility. Okay, but it says uh, mounting legal battles back and forth. Okay, uh, the attempt to enforce building regulations, wetback, wetland setbacks. Now, wetland setbacks is one, um, and other health and safety codes. They also like to kick in the word morals, okay? Uh, planning and zoning director uh, has a problem with it. They say in their setback requirements, gray water leach field, um, refusal to comply with scenic development standards. This is what Wyoming's going to have a problem with now that even here in the Toronto County we adopted this. Um, uh, me and some friends are working on it right now, a way to uh, get this stopped and get it kicked out. Uh, we're going to try, like I said, we're going to try to work with the new commissioners in January. And if they don't, then we're going to take this to court because uh, this is going to hurt a lot of people who are real landowners, not the 50,000 that Hendry and Bertolio swear want this that live inside of Casper, but the 20,000 of us that live outside of Casper. Okay, the point here is that they adopt all this stuff and then they find out it's no good. Okay, so they wasted money too. We wasted 230000 and we got a land use plan that's a monster. You couldn't comply with that. You'd have so many hoops to jump through that you can't do nothing with your land anymore. So uh, it's nice to see that there's somebody going to fight back against their local uh, Gestapo on your land use plan. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to say I hope you had a good Christmas. and. I missed calling in all week because I was still mad over the last meeting. <laughs> right. No, that's and how did you do with the wind yesterday? Because I know it hit your area pretty bad. Oh my God! I just stayed inside. I went out and did the birds and you know the critters and stuff, and came back in the house and just turned on the TV and watched stuff. Okay. Yesterday, uh, well, Tuesday was uh, hoarders. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hoarders buried alive. You like that program? Oh, I do. It, it reminds me of when uh, Ed O'Pella was a county commissioner at one time here in Casper, and that's what he called my husband was a hoarder. 
And I said, well, if you think that, then why don't you just come out and take a look at my cars? They're all in rows. Everything's <laughs> okay. made. You know, you tell me that's a hoarder. And, and tell me you can't find a truck out here that you can't find anywhere else anymore except a book. Right. And he wouldn't even come out here. He was a big old chicken. Big, okay. big blowhard. With the Hoarders television show, I watched a couple of episodes, and I thought, I understand the problem, but I am. it's just too depressing to watch episode after episode of that. It is. It is. And also, these kids that have these people as parents, why aren't they helping them? Yeah. Well, in the you couple know, of episodes that I saw, some of the kids did show up. Pardon? In a couple of episodes I saw, some of the kids did show up to help a parent that was just out of control. Well, yeah, but like a day late and a dollar short. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably should have you know? done it a long time I mean, ago. If my mom was still alive, I'd be over there every day <clears> making <throat> sure she ate, making sure, you know, the kitchen yeah. was cleaned up and was done visiting or whatever. But, uh, no, I, I just watch a couple episodes and then I flip over to oh, like okay. court chief. There was one episode, one of the episodes I saw of the hoarders uh, was a big old two-story wooden house that was actually bulging. Because of all the stuff inside. It really? looked like the house had gotten fat. The, wow. Yeah, the walls were starting to poke out. Wow. That's seriously bad. So, yeah, these are people. It's very difficult to get them to give up all of that stuff. And they. it, it may look like a complete mess to you. It is. But they know where everything is in that house. Well, you know, that's kind of funny because it's true. Because uh, one time somebody come out to our place and was clipping not. Coleman signs off of some of Dana's truck. Yeah. And he walked out there. He was looking for something. He was working on one of his projects. And he said, you know, somebody stole about 10 of my Coleman signs. And I was like, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he does. He knows where everything is from a starter to a, to a sign on a truck. Right. And I, I don't fight with him about it anymore. It's his toys. They're just bigger than your kids' toys in the yard. That's all. Yeah, same thing. All right, Judy. Thanks for calling in. Hey, have a good day. Yeah, triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. We went off on a different topic there, didn't we? That's all right. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Yeah, that show Hoarders Buried Alive. I wasn't able to watch too many episodes. I was fascinated with the concept of the show and that people like this exist. Uh, because I'm the polar opposite of that. If That's why I wrote the book, The Uncomplicated Life. You go to my place, I don't own a lot of stuff. And the reason I don't own a lot of stuff is because then I would have to take care of all of that stuff. And most of it sits around and does nothing. I spent a lot of money on it. It takes up a lot of space, and that's all it's doing was wasting my money and my space. So if I got rid of all of that and I lived a minimalist life as a minimalist, I don't spend a lot of money on things. The few things I actually have, I need. And it's really easy to keep my house clean because I don't have a lot of stuff to make a mess. The more stuff you have, the harder it is to keep everything organized. But if you just keep everything, well, just, again, a few basic things that you need, your house is always clean because there's not much to make a, a, a mess out of it anyway. Rhiannon, for danger, tell Judy I am a hoarder watchers too. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, Rianne, I see why the show is an interesting show. I, the, the couple, I think, actually, I think maybe three episodes total that I watched of it. And I thought, wow, 
This is just fascinating stuff. And there's so many people who develop that disorder of being a whore. And it's not just, you know, Rianne, there's another show, not just hoarders for people who fill their homes with stuff, but animal hoarders, too. There gets to be a serious problem with that, but okay. I didn't realize how many people had that problem until I watched those three episodes. And again, I just couldn't continue to watch it. These are people who have a tough time solving their problem. If you haven't watched this show, what they do is they go in with basically psychological help, and they try to get these people to start giving up their stuff. And there's a whole psychological game they have to play with them to start getting them to, to throw stuff out, donate stuff to charity and so on. But these people have developed an emotional connection with every single thing they have. So even though it doesn't make sense to keep it, it would benefit them to get rid of it. But they have an emotional attachment that they've developed with that item, every piece of junk in their house. And so they just don't want to get rid of it. And they're also the kind of people who would point at other hoarders and say that they have a problem, but never look at themselves and realize that they're doing the same thing. Yeah, it really is an interesting show when you see that kind of psychological problem that some people fall into and why they fall into it fascinating program all right get back to real news and stuff like that oh including open phones too in the next half hour of the program so i got local news coming away right after local news update on your weather forecast you and i get back into it again triple eight ninety seven woods is the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven w o o d s you can talk about what i'm talking about change the subject or if you want if you have the wake up wyoming app which is free to download onto your mobile device from the App Store. Just wake up Wyoming. You can hit the chat option. And like Rianne just did and Kitty and Casper, just go ahead and send me a note. It's a text message, no matter where you are, anywhere in the region or in the country. And I'll answer those on the air and probably type back to you too. Let's wake up Wyoming. Seven Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hey, 36 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talking about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine, I'll roll with it. Here's something I just realized I can put this in my archives. Now, if you missed it, in the 7 o'clock hour, I went through several funny bits that were written this year that I needed to put in the archives because they were only good for the year 2022. If those topics ever come up again, I'll do it again. In the meantime, they were just archived. And I played those at the beginning of the 7 o'clock hour. If you missed it, you didn't. This show is archived. At the end of every episode, the show becomes a podcast. And you can go back and listen to old programs. Just go to your Wake Up Wyoming app. It's free. On the toolbar, you'll see on the left side, On Demand. Touch that, pick the show, listen to it. So 7 o'clock hour is when I did that. I realized I did not put this in the archives. 
I will now. In fact, let me go ahead before I play it for you. Bring it over here. And see. Archives 2022. Drop it in. And then I have to bring this up here and play it because you see what I'm about to play has to do with Liz Cheney. <laughs> now, what I always remind people of, the head exploding, the guy screaming and the head exploding sound effect has absolutely nothing to do with my opinion. That's your reaction. Every time I mentioned Liz Cheney in 2020, that's what people did. So I just put the sound effects together to play it. Now, this has to do with uh, some jokes that I wrote. And after I wrote these jokes, I had a chance to do a couple of public appearances and talk to some local uh, conservative groups in this case. One of them was around the Wheatland, Wyoming area. There was a Republican group that got together and had me speak in front of them during a luncheon. And it was really a great crowd. So that's where I tested out these Liz Cheney jokes for the first time. And it went over just as well as I thought it would. I'd like to thank Senator Lummis and Senator Barrasso for being here tonight, as well as the governor of the state of Wyoming. I had invited Liz Cheney to be here, but... Well, there was a mix-up. I told her, hey, Liz, come on home. She went to Virginia. Oh, she was mad as hell. The airline lost her luggage. She had one of her aides on the phone yelling at him, how hard is it to find a carpet bag? Now, of course, everything that you're hearing there was uh, dubbed in, but uh, the reaction of the actual audience was a lot better than that. So I was real happy with the way that the jokes went when I told them in front of a live audience. All right, so actual topic now. Now, that one's in the archive for 2022 because I don't know when I'll ever be able to play that again unless the topic comes up. All right, actual topic. Petroleum analysis released. It's highly uncertain gas forecast for 2023. Now, this is written by Colby, who's in charge of our news department here at Town Square Media in Wyoming. I was looking at this thinking, Colby, you and I were thinking the same thing. Although this is unpredictable, but it's worth thinking about. National average price of gas dropped as the, as the New Year is approaching. You notice that it's actually dropping down. Gas Buddy 2023 Outlook said continuing improvements in refining capacity would help alternative gas and diesel price, well, alleviate, pardon me, alternative gas and diesel prices. But the war in Ukraine, also Biden's war against domestic energy. Typical arc for gas prices. There's a bit of a rise in the spring. And, and then they say, barring unexpected challenges, prices should return to normal seasonal fluctuation. But... See, I still look at this, but were it not for the Biden administration, and there's still supply chain issues for various reasons that I could get into, but there's a long list of reasons. So I worry about the price has dipped. It's nice to see them dropping way down. But I look at it and think, I, I just don't see them staying there. I hate to be the pessimist, but while most U.S. cities see an average gas price around $4, San Francisco in Los Angeles may experience $7 a gallon by summertime. 
Patrick D. Han, head of the Petroleum Analysis Gas Buddy, said 2023 is not going to be a cakewalk for motorists. It could be expensive, he said. Here's a quote. Extreme amounts of volatility remain possible, but should become slightly more muted by the end of the year. I don't think we've ever seen such an amount of volatility as we saw last year. And it will be a trend that likely continues through the winter of 2023. Highest gasoline prices are forecasted to be in June, with an estimated peak of around 419 per gallon. Now, again, this is all just trying to see what the, they think the markets are going to do. So don't just take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a bag of salt. Diesel prices forecasted average 412. Beginning of the year could rebound as high as 430 in June. Now, here again, this is where I look at it and say, okay, I see where Gas Buddy is going with this. I honestly do. But I look at more volatility in the market. Unless there is some major change in the Biden administration. Yeah, again, we can take a look at, <coughs> pardon me, the war in Ukraine. Certainly, we can take a look at the war in Ukraine. It has some effect. But the main effect here for our domestic energy production, I point to the Biden administration. Okay, and it's not just Biden himself. It's the people around him. It's the Democrat Party as well. Why in the world are you putting the squeeze on American energy production? Now, they say they're doing it because they're trying to save the planet. But here again is your president on the one hand saying that, well, uh, I'm going to stop all fossil fuel productions. He mischaracterizes it as fossil fuel. It's organic fuel. I'm going to stop all of that production. And it, at the same time, he says he's doing all he can to make sure there's more production here in America. So he can't have it both ways. In fact, as it was said by our own Senator Barrasso a while ago during a committee meeting where he was asking a member of the Biden administration from the Energy Department, which is true. When the president said he's trying to make sure we have more energy production or when the president says to his supporters, I'm going to end it, which is true because one of it has to be a lie. All right. So there's the volatility in the market as I see it. I really worry more than anything else. What is the Democrat Party and the Biden administration going to do next? There's only really one answer here, and it's what we saw during the Trump years. And I don't care if you like Trump or not. That's not my – he did the right thing. He backed government out of the way just a little bit, just a little bit. And overnight, we became energy independent, and prices dropped way low for the consumer. It was nothing but a win-win situation for everybody, and that's all that government really needs to do. But the current crop of people in government, and I'm going to blame both parties for this, don't seem to understand that. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Have you missed your favorite app? Do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Forty-eight times, wake up Wyoming, off to the icebox we go, where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, um, 
I have a, a video here. Did I mention to you the truck sinking into the water this morning? Where? where? Oh, okay. Uh, this is all over the country. <clears throat> I, there's people who like to take their big trucks, and a lot of times they want to do ice fishing and so on. So they take their camper, too. And they think, oh, the ice is thick enough, and they drive out there. And they... Lose everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily they don't lose... They're lucky they don't lose their lives. But I have a collection of videos on the Wake Up Wyoming site of people doing exactly this. I think what they might be forgetting, not just, hey, it looks thick enough, right? But as you're driving across the ice in a heavy vehicle, the ice starts to sort of wobble. Right. Yeah. And eventually that could cause crackage and breakage. And then that leads to sinkage. Yes. Yeah. Now, in Wyoming, when the Chinook winds pick up, yeah. then the temperature fluctuates. Yeah. And that help, That doesn't help. Now, like in the big west, I mean, ice is ice. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And it's thick. I wouldn't. I would. No, I, I, I've been I out on a frozen lake before a couple times. They yeah. used to have, um, like, snowmobile racing at Boysen Reservoir. Sure. I mean, like these drags. They're like they're all like like, you know, drag strip cars. You know, yeah. dragsters, but on ice. I'm yeah. like, are we okay out here? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. See, I don't mind. I've been to, on some Wyoming lakes, Keyhole, Alcova, name couple, but only after it's been really, really cold for a very, very long time. And even then, like Alcova, for example, you can stand way up above and look down on Alcova. Mm-hmm. You can see, doesn't matter how long it's been, how cold. There's areas that obviously you can walk over there, but there's other places don't. Right. It's never uniform all the way through. Mm-hmm. I certainly w- wouldn't go driving a vehicle out on that. No. Right. But if you want to be amused by stupid people, you will take care of their needs. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. Miss Mary will alert this out if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app. And you can watch all sorts of big, expensive trucks, campers. My favorite one, the guy is a, he sounds like he's speaking German. He's a reporter. Mm-hmm. And he's standing at the edge of the ice talking about how, in German, how thick the ice is. Yeah. And his station vehicle is behind him. Right. And the vehicle disappears. <laughs> And you hear him cuss in English. Oh, okay. There you go. All righty then. Men's college hoops. The Wyoming Cowboys opening up Mountain West Conference play on the road tonight at Fresno State. Pokes went 5-7 and seven in the non-conference portion of their season. And so far, this team has been beset by injuries and really some poor play. The Cowboys are ranked 218th in the college basketball NET rankings, and that doesn't impress anybody. Good news for UW is that they're playing a Fresno State team that isn't very good either. That's a 9 p.m. start tonight from Fresno. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team on the road at Nevada-Las Vegas tomorrow to start Mountain West Conference play. The Cowgirls went 7-4 in the non-conference portion of their season, and they're coming off a nice win over Wichita State on the the road the last time out. 7.30 starts tomorrow from Vegas. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos trying to pick up the pieces of a shattered season at 4-11 following an embarrassing 51-14 loss to the LA Rams on Sunday. After that, they fired their rookie head coach Nathaniel Hackett who was in way over his head and also fired two assistant coaches. While there is blame for this train wreck on multiple levels, the vast majority of criticism has been leveled at quarterback Russell Wilson who has been flat out awful this year. The Broncos had the worst offense in the league. He threw three interceptions in that Rams game on on Sunday knows he has to play better. The bottom line is, is that um, I let us down, and it can't happen. And uh, you know, it's been it's been disappointing. You know, we, we've had some really good moments this year. We've had some really bad moments. We've had some in between, and uh, we got to create consistency. You know, and that's the biggest thing that we're missing right now is that consistency. We've had um, some good, like I said, you know, the last time we were out, we, you know, um, you know, we were able to 
you know, come back against the Chiefs. And Well, Wilson has 12 TD passes this year. He's been sacked almost too many times to count. No wonder the team fired their offensive line coach. Bronco Brass says Wilson is capable, but the team also gave up two first-round draft picks for this guy and two second-round draft picks and signed him to a $245 million contract extension. The guy really under the gun now is general manager George Payton, who hired Hackett, who has been a complete bust, and signed Wilson, who has been a complete bust. His next coaching hire better be on the mark, and this team needs to start winning or he's going to be out the door. Broncos play Kansas City this week. Uh, good luck with that one. And in college football, the Wyoming Cowboys getting ready for the Arizona Bowl. That'll be on Friday afternoon in Tucson. The folks will meet the Bobcats from Ohio University in that game. And Ohio U came, will come into this game at 9-4. and four. There's, They were 7-1 and one in MAC play. UW 7-5 overall, 5-3 and three in Mountain West play. The folks are a point and a half underdogs in the game. 2.30 start on Friday afternoon from Tulsa. We'll have that for, uh, from Tucson. And we'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Larry. That's it in sports. And we reached officially that time of year when people start getting fired. Yes. Okay. All right. Just in, in, to... in the coaching business, yes. Right at the like in football, right at the end of their seasons. Right. You know, college about the same way. You know. Okay. Because I just noticed past couple of days, this guy got fired, that guy got yeah. fired. It is yeah, the yeah. season. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if anyone's out there looking for a coaching job, well, there's there's, there's plenty. It's, it's all musical chairs. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of. And roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again with open phone. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. Wake up, Wyoming. There's only one. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I found one more thing I can put in the archives, which means I got one more bit to play for you. Before I do that, before I even do that, though, trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so for those who are just joining me, I started 7 o'clock hour. No, you didn't miss it because this show becomes a podcast. And as far as podcasts are concerned, it doesn't cost you anything. You go to the app store for your mobile device. Just type in Wake Up Wyoming. Download the Wake Up Wyoming app. And when you look at the toolbar, the left side of it, you'll see On Demand. Touch On Demand. Select the episode you want. There you go. Listen whenever you... So I started at 7 o'clock this morning looking for things that made sense to play a couple of years ago in 2022 that I should just archive because it just doesn't make sense to play them. They were time-sensitive, funny bits. Maybe someday we can review but until then, they should be just archived. 
So that's what I've been playing for you a little bit at a time this morning. Oh, by the way, Miss Mary also has been putting together for these bits. We call them Wyoming Altered States, and they're created in-house. I write them. We produce them with different voices. Some voices are even listeners. Some of the ideas come from listeners, too. So that is on Wyoming Altered States. So the Wake Up Wyoming app, Touch On Demand. Look for Wyoming Altered States. Pick the funny bits that you want. And play them for yourself and your friends. All right. So this goes back to the whole COVID mandate thing. When in some places around the country, this didn't happen in Wyoming. If you wanted to go to a restaurant, you had to show a card that said that you had gotten your vaccine. Yeah, there's a reason that didn't go over well in Wyoming. It didn't happen here. Anyway, this is what I found that I just dropped into the COVID archives. Hello, thanks for dining with us this evening. How many? Uh, table for two, please. Sure. And your name? Jesse. Great. And do you and your guests have a vaccine? We card? do. Can you tell me who our server will be? Uh, looks like Brad will be your server tonight. Great, great. Can you show us Brad's vaccination card? Uh, and also, can you provide me with proof that Brad is not a carrier of HIV, hepatitis A or B, or any other communicable diseases? Well, uh, also, we would prefer not to be served by someone who is on or using recreational drugs such as marijuana, cocaine, meth, fentanyl, etc. So if you could just provide us with Brad's most recent talk screen, that would be great. Uh, let me get the manager for you. That would be great. Thanks. Okay, so that goes into the COVID archives, and hopefully we won't ever have to open up that one again. Okay, so here's a couple of stories I have. In fact, let me call up the other one here that goes with this one. I wrote it up, This the first one I'm going to tell you about, I wrote up this morning and find it on the Wake Up Wyoming website. So since we had this recent really, really bad cold weather snap, the question has been asked out there, how, does, how has this been affecting electric vehicles? This is a really good test of what extreme weather will do to electric vehicles. Those of you who drive the internal combustion engine, you know you got to make sure you have a good battery in there. And in some cases, you need to protect your battery. Plug it in overnight to keep it kind of warm and cozy, right? That's one thing that you might have to do. Or just make sure you have a good battery in there that's a strong battery that can handle my car handle the sub-zero temperatures just fine so with all electric vehicles there have been some problems with the range is seriously seriously compromised during the recent cold snap that we had and then add to that while they're driving those electric vehicles they turn on the heater inside of course and that drains even more so now the range is even more compromised. Now, there was a guy who in Cheyenne, Wyoming, said he was not able to charge his electric vehicle. It may be because he needed to review the owner's manual a bit more. But I have a story for you on the Wake Up Wyoming site that shows a gentleman who he does a YouTube page. He's a fan of electric vehicles, but he's very honest with them. And so he does a YouTube page. When During this recent cold snap, he was in Fort Collins and other areas, and he drove around with his electric pickup truck and tried to find charging stations that were working. Most charging stations were not operational because of the cold. Interesting, the older charging stations 
seemed to operate just fine and would charge his vehicle. The newer charging stations, which most of them are newer models, could not handle the extreme cold and so could not charge his vehicle. I have that story waiting for you in a wake up Wyoming site. Morning, Micah. Hang on a second, Micah. Hey, on your show. There you go. What you um, got? You had a little segment on there about how, well, and you were talking about it today, too, how people are just living basically off the welfare yes. system and making more than if they actually were working. But, you know, it, your other segment had really gotten into, like, this hourly wage thing. Right. And the most successful people that that I've come across don't really worry so much about an hourly rate wage, mm-hmm. yeah. it seems like the mentality is more like, okay, what do I have to make just to pay the bare minimum things of what I need? Right. But then they go out and they do other stuff. And it's been a long time since I have heard anybody under the age of 30 or 40, you know, like getting certificates of deposit that will give them more interest. Now, granted, right. for the past decade, you know, they haven't been returning that much. But they do return something. And if you shop around, there's, you know, like there's one credit union thing now that's giving like 5% interest on their six-month CDs. You know, and people don't don't really utilize their minds into just being creative. Yeah. You know, or just taking on something, you know, if you like walking around or something, go ahead and take on a little cheap paper delivery route thing. Right. You know, things like that. But it all adds up. Yeah, and does, another yeah. thing that I'm not seeing much of anymore either is people keeping whatever they first purchased as a home and it's usually a very small little starter home keeping that as an investment property and i don't know how many times over i have done that you know i keep what i had and then i rent it out you know when the time comes to where that's profitable then i go for the next step and you know and you keep doing that and it is amazing how all of a sudden the money starts working for you Right. And you're not having to ask for a handout or anything, but you know, and it becomes a game. It's actually fun. Yeah, um, I think and there's I think the people who do this stuff is, are more interesting. They're not yeah. just couch potatoes. Well, and this is that now the couch potato thing is exactly where I was going. I think there's also something with the mentality. I'm the kind of person who I find it very difficult to just sit still. At the end of the day, when my brain and body are finally worn out. Then you'll see me sit in front of the television for about an hour, but that's just because I'm winding it all down so I can go to bed. Other than that, I don't watch television. Yeah. And I I really am at my happiest when I'm being productive. And it's not just the radio show. It's writing the next book or whatever I might be doing that's productive and fun but also earns me money. Now, some people will say, yeah. well, you're a workaholic. Yeah, but everything I do is enjoyable and rewarding. As opposed to those yeah. people, like I was talking about earlier, I don't know how they do it. They're just living off of the government dole, and all they do is sit around and watch TV and play video games all day, which is not productive. And I don't know how they don't go insane. I don't get it. I no, I don't either. And you know, even like when I started out, just like as a little secretary, okay, that was enough for my basic needs and everything. Right. But you know, we had a pretty good sized building. And, you know, so I took on selling Avon, too, because I was buying it for myself. And I started thinking, well, geez, you know, (laughs) these are orders that I can write up on the weekend and stuff. And there were times when I would make in a week selling Avon what I did, you know, with my other job. 
So, you know, I mean, it's just little things like that. Yeah. Even working for the Salvation Army, I don't know if they still do it or not, but at one point when I had my home business and I just wanted something extra um, yeah. to take up, you know, times when it was slow on the secretarial side, I worked for the Salvation Army just simply making reminder calls yeah. for people to set out things that they wanted to contribute or to see if yeah. they even wanted to contribute. And for each one of those calls, I got additional money. And instead of me using that money, that too, you know, people get it and then they have to spend it. No. Uh -huh. You know, so, yeah. I mean, at times I would have my separate little account and all of that would then go into like another CD sure. <laughs> or, you know, something towards. Well, now, you've just identified. Or, or whatever. You've just identified the other problem, which is really important to look at. These days, whenever someone gets a paycheck, it's Christmas again. And they rush to yeah. the store and they go shopping. Rather than doing what you're doing, well, wow, I have some extra money. I think I'll invest it. Yeah. And the sad thing is, if, if they would be a little bit restrained at the front end and do all these different things, not mm -hmm. only are you exposed to a whole variety of things, but by the time that there really is something that you want to do, you've got the money to be able to just do it oh, and yeah. not worry about any right. of the expenses. Yeah. yeah. You got I money mean, really earning nice. interest. Well, that's a lot like, you know, the lottery is gaining a lot of money again. And those people who win the lottery are usually broke within a couple of years because they spend right. it all. They don't invest it all. Yeah. Mm. And look at the people. Look at how much people spend weekly on getting those. What if they were putting that into yeah. CD? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so right. anyway. Yeah. A lottery is not work. a retirement plan. All right. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. 918, Wake Up Wyoming. Way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Time 24 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. You can do what the past couple of callers did. Just chime in. Interrupt me. Fine. 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. 888-97-WOODS. Watching once again in a ridiculously large television they put in the studio next to me here. There's more news out of Buffalo, Wyoming. Uh, not, not, not sorry, not Buffalo, Wyoming. Buffalo, New York, about all the snow and more snow is coming and how it's hard for them. They've lost some lives there. And they show video of people, cars all over the place, stuck on roads all over the place, people trying to get groceries into their homes. They're in real trouble. Now, that's where I looked at it and scratched my head and went, okay. Um, here's what I do, and I don't understand why other people don't think this way. Maybe it's because of the disconnect. There was a time we knew, because winter was coming, we knew it. We knew in the springtime that winter was coming. And so we spent the whole spring and summer and fall preparing for winter. Food, fuel, warm housing, etc., so when winter did come, if we ended up getting locked down by the weather for a little while, we were okay. Because that's the point of spring, summer, and fall is to prepare for the winter. It's just what we did. Now, human beings are used to just everything being just up the road, at the grocery store, wherever. DoorDash will deliver to our home. And so we don't think in those terms anymore, do we? And so here are people, let's take Buffalo, New York as an example, People are stuck running out of food. No backup heating in case their electricity goes out. 
have no idea what to do. Right? If they had just prepared a little in advance. So what I do, since I do have some food I keep here at work, I'm just ready in case oh, we're going to get stuck for a couple of days. Well, all right. So I have some backup stuff here at work. There's even a place to sleep here. It's pretty cozy in this building. Most radio stations I've worked at have had backup generators and so on, right? But that's me. If you're just living at home, what do you got for food? What do you got for extra fuel in case the electricity goes out? What are you doing to make sure that you get everything that you need? And you just prepare because you know winter is coming. It's easier to prepare today than it has been in the past. That way, not if or might or maybe, but when that big storm hits, someday it will. Happens every so often. Doesn't happen every winter, but every so often some big storm comes along. You're good. You just go home. And uh, like I always, I always kid around with people, have enough snackage and make sure you're paid up on your Netflix. There you go. And then there, there's modern day problems solved. Not like the old days when you actually had to struggle to survive through a storm. Now it's just, hey, you hang out in the house. That's most of you. For those of you who are in the ranching community or you have other animals out there, and that's quite a, a few people in Wyoming, you do have to go outside and take care of all of that. But the bulk of us, no. Stay inside, wait it out, go back out again. So that's why when I take a look at Buffalo, New York, and I'm thinking, what are all those cars doing stuck on the road? You didn't know this was coming? You should have known that this was coming. Even if you didn't know it was coming, you should have been ready just in case something like this would happen. So you're not stuck. You're not surprised. You're ready to go. There's a disconnect with modern-day human beings because, well, everything is just so available. You need power? Plug in. It's just, it comes from the wall. Where it comes from, you don't know. So when people say, well, we're going to get rid of coal fire power plants, right. So you really don't know where this stuff comes from, this electricity stuff, right? Because as I've continued to say during this whole big winter Arctic blast that we've been through and all the snow and so on, hey, folks, it hasn't been the wind and solar that's been keeping you warm. That's not what's kept you warm this entire time. It's been the natural gas and coal plants that have kept you warm. So oftentimes people don't even know where things come from. And they think that, well, we're going to get rid of that evil coal, gas, and oil. Well, go ahead and do that. But what exactly are you going to replace it with? What is your plan to keep your home heated during a winter storm or cool during those hot summer days? And they don't have a plan, do they? There's, I think, a huge disconnect with modern society that we really don't understand where things come from. Because, again, it's just there. Where does food come from? Grocery store. Where's your electricity come from? Those little holes in the uh, wall over there. That's where that comes from. What powers your automobile? I don't know. I turn the key. I step on the pedal and uh, the little round things underneath the car go roundy, roundy, and we get somewhere. I don't know how that works. Coming up on 930, local news coming to way update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming.
news, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Time is 9.36. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So I was talking to you earlier about people having trouble with their electric vehicles in the cold, and it does drain batteries, and you turn on the heater in your electric car, and now it drains it even more, and, yeah, okay, charging can be a problem. And the guy in Colorado who was driving around looking for charging stations that worked in the extreme cold, and most charging stations were not working in extreme cold, especially the newer ones. The older ones had a better chance of actually operating. Get a load of this. German government wants to remote control home heat and electric charging for your car. Yeah. A government agency in Germany has announced a new scheme that will see power suppliers able to remotely limit home heating and electric car charging. Germany Federal Network Agency, government watchdog responsible for the regulation of electricity and gas in the country, has announced a new plan that will allow power grid operators to remotely limit the use of heat pumps and electric car chargers in Germany next winter without the user's permission. With the plans set to be put in place January 2024, the measure has been described as a way of ensuring energy grid operations that have the ability to artificially curb electricity demand, consumption, supply, and so on. According to a report on the new scheme penned the Diewelts, which <laughs> die being the key word there. The plan has been drawn up in response to Germany energy grid being put under more strain by an increasing number of electric car charging stations in people's homes. Okay, hang on a second now. We were all told to go get electric cars. We're all going to be driving electric cars pretty soon. And yet Germany has found out, as, as, as California, that the more and more electric car, and then we're going to go wind and solar. And they can't keep up with the power demand to do this. So such an increased demand report cannot be caught up with at at least in the short term, they say. Well, in order to keep up with it, they're going to have to turn on more coal-fired power plants. And I still, no, and I'm serious, and I still love that a coal-fired power plant in Germany was brought back online. And much like one that's in Gillette, there's a couple in Gillette, where they mine the coal and run it right up a conveyor belt straight into the mine. Or, I'm sorry, straight into the uh, power plant. Well, that's what they were doing at this German plant, mining coal and running up a conveyor belt straight into the boilers. Right? But unfortunately, someone had built some wind turbines over the coal mine where they needed to get to. So they tore down the wind turbines to get at the coal. Oh, that drove the environmentalists just batty. But okay. As a result, the Energy Re Commission reportedly says in Germany, acceptance of necessary comfort restrictions on the part of the general public is now required 
I'm going to read that again. Acceptance of necessary comfort restrictions on the part of the general public is now required. With it to be mandated that heat pumps often used to heat homes and hot water, as well as electric car chargers become remotely controlled by the power company, a.k.a. the government in Germany. While there is no suggestion as of now that such a device will be able to remotely be turned off completely, a federal network agency aims to make it mandatory that such devices can be remotely limited. And it talks about limited, during peak time, stuff like that. Such limitations could cripple effectiveness of many devices, including, again, charging their cars. How are they supposed to get anywhere? The problem will be partially limited by the fact that Germany is ultimately unlikely to see many electric cars on the road as leftist governments want uh, to target. Well, there's the leftists who are trying to get the government to target, to force people or coerce people, whatever the case is, into buying more electric cars. I see if this becomes the case, fewer people wanting to buy electric cars in Germany. If I was in Germany, why would I buy? Why in the world would I want to buy an electric car if I'm being told they're going to limit when I can charge it, if they let me charge it at all? Like in California, when they didn't tell people they couldn't charge their electric cars, they asked them, please don't. We have a bit of an energy crisis going on. According to a report by Political, researchers believe that the country's aim of having 15 million battery-operated vehicles by 2030 is a pipe dream, and this is one of the reasons why? The remote control measure with the federal network agency supposedly aims to be up and running by 2024 is likely to be in place in the middle of next winter, perhaps. Germany is likely to have greater energy use, they think, if more people are driving these electric cars. But I just don't see how this is going to work out for them. And I see rebellion by the German people. I can even see people bringing in – can you imagine this? So the government's going to limit how much electricity I can use at home. Fine, I'll get a home generator. Kind of defeats the whole purpose of it, though, doesn't it? 9.42, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Nine forty-eight is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Frank, you've been in both radio and television. You know the mistakes that can be made from time to time. And, and okay. I've made most of them. Okay. And when you take a look at some of those mistakes, you ever look at one and go, you know, it really does make that much of a difference. I'll leave it be. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. It, it, on the TV and you know, to, to kind of do those mistakes. Sometimes it could be you. Sometimes yeah. it could be a technical mistake. Sure. And then um, you, it's called. Tap dancing. Yeah, okay. Well, here's one. They looked at it somewhere in the country, Fox 23 local news, whatever, right? And they're worrying about snow and ice. Okay. And so they put up this little crawler here. Well, it's, it's, a, it's crying on, basically. Just, you know, the, the picture you'll look at while the anchor's talking. Mm-hmm. Driving on snot and ice. <laughs> well. Now, and at first they noticed the mistake. It was supposed to be snow. Yeah. But then they thought, honestly, What's the difference? So they didn't change it. No. 
<laughs> Why bother, Frank? It's the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, you know, it, you know, snot has that kind of elasticity. It does. You know, that, yeah. that can kind of be greasy and not exactly good for traction. Especially if it's on a tile floor. You oh, tend yeah. to slide the exact same way. Yeah. So there's no point in it. All right. Another one, and I'm just kind of getting this out of the way. I'm going to send this to a friend of mine. She loves to knit. Okay. All right. So, you know when you get a big ball of yarn, you know, when you buy them at the stores mm -hmm. and that long tube of yarn, basically? Right, yeah. So, here's a lady who bought two of those and then decided just to spare herself the work and just shoved her feet right in there. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's being either creative yes. or lazy. Uh, yeah. I think it's or a both. little of both, yeah. yeah. Why bother to sit down? And do all of the work of trying to knit yourself some nice, warm, comfortable winter socks when you can just shove your foot right into all of that yarn and you're good. Here's a better one, Glenn. Yeah. Why don't you buy them at the store and they're already made? a great idea. Because not only are there professional people doing out there, yeah. but there's machines that do it better than we do it. Right. And so, so it's nice and comfortable and woolly and everything, right? <laughs> okay. I've often wondered, I know some people love doing things like knitting and other craft works, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, I will go ahead and pay so I don't have to do all of that work. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's like wrap, like for me, like wrapping Christmas presents. Well, okay. Here's I, what I, I, it's over my head. I can't yes. do it. It's, it's, I'm, I'm brutal at it. Here's what I couldn't, okay. I'm the same way. Now, here's what I couldn't find this year. I usually go to the mall. And there's a group there wrapping for charity. But it wasn't they, there this year? They were not there this year. I well, had to do it myself. Well, <laughs> some people got some really ugly presents, I'm telling you. I mean, it was just horrible. What when I I should have just taken the whole thing of wrapper and just wrapped it around and stuck tape all over the place instead of trying to make it look nice, because I made it look worse. Remember the days we used to use newspaper? Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys opening up Mountain West Conference play tonight on the road at Fresno State. The Pokes are 5-7 and seven after the non-conference portion of their season. So far, this team has been beset by injuries and poor play at times. The Cowboys are ranked 218th in the college basketball NET rankings, which doesn't impress anybody. The good news for UW is that they're playing a Fresno State team that isn't very good either. That's a 9 p.m. start tonight from Fresno. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Wyoming well, Cowgirl basketball team with a roadie at UNLV tomorrow in Vegas to start Mountain West play. Cowgirl 7-4 in the non-conference portion of their schedule. is coming off a nice one over Wichita State on the road their last time out. 7.30 start tomorrow from Vegas. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos trying to figure out but, uh, well, what do we do now after uh, a loss to the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday, 51-14, to drop them to a pitiful 4-11? Well, what they did is they fired their rookie head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who was weighing over his head, and also fired two assistant coaches. While there is blame for this train wreck on multiple levels, the vast majority of criticism has been leveled at quarterback Russell Wilson, who has been flat-out awful this year. Broncos have the worst offense in the league. He threw three picks in that Rams game on Sunday. He knows he has to do better than that, and he knows the performance overall was... Whoa. You know, I think we're all frustrated because um, we, f we feel like we can be better. We feel like we're more cap we're capable of being better. We feel like we've had, um, you know, some, some, some good moments and all that. But, you know, nobody wants to put out what we put out today. That was, that was terrible, you know, and that was, that was not us. That was not very good. And so I think the biggest thing is, is, is I think that you could see throughout the game, you know, even that, the drive we scored on, you know, guys didn't give up. You know, they didn't give in, even though we were getting our butts kicked. The problem is it was you guys. Incomplete. 
Wilson has just 12 TD passes this year, and he has been sacked a ton. No wonder the team fired their offensive line coach. Bronco Brass says that Wilson is capable of doing the job, but remember, the team gave up two first-round draft picks for this guy and two second-round draft picks and signed him to a $245 million contract extension. The guy really under the gun now is general manager George Payton, who hired Hackett, who was a complete bust, and signed Wilson, who is in the process of being a complete bust. Next coaching hire better be on the mark, and this team better start winning, or he'll be out the door next. Broncos play Kansas City this week, and good luck with that one. And in college football, the Wyoming Cowboys getting ready to play in the Arizona Bowl on Friday afternoon in Tucson. The folks meeting Ohio University in that game. Bobcats committed 9-4 and four overall, and UW is 7-5 and five overall. The uh, Pokes are a point and a half underdogs in the game that will start at 2.30 on Friday from Tucson. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. These games, by the way, will not be streamed on any of the Town Square radio stations, nor will they be available on our apps. Just over-the-air broadcast will be available. Have they ever fired, like, the water boy or the bat boy? No, unless... They, boy, you'd really have to screw that I up. would say so. And if they did, would it make news? Probably. In this yeah. day and age, yes. Okay, yeah. Then we would have to hear all of the inside scoops oh, of like why the, the bat water boy boys, his, yeah, his, his yeah. marriage is a mess. Oh, and all that kind and of stuff. stealing pine tar from uh, players. Thank uh, you, friend. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming, it's 